I'll have some cooling fluid, please. Sorry, all out of cooling fluid. Just some hinge lubricant, please. Stock's all depleted on the hinge lubricant. Oh, just an embongo, please. No embongo left, but uh, why not try a Horrigan and Hal sketch tonic? Affirmative. Overload. System. Overload. <laughs> Hi. I'm here to read the uh, the Emperor's Curse. Yeah. Do you do you have a, a copy, or is there one in there, or? It's supposed to bring you a copy. Oh. You have read it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, The Emperor's Curse. Yeah, God, what a book. What a book. No, I um, I left mine. I, I left mine in the cab. Um, stupid me. <laughs> yes, so um, could I borrow a copy or... Here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Right. Uh... Can, um, c- can you hear me? Hello? Mama, mama, mama. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. <clears throat> the Emperor's Curse by Jane Waxit. Cause, cause it's. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> the Emperor's Curse by Jane Waxitskidki. Chapter One: The Rise of the Trefalo God God Chapter One: The Rise of the Trefalo Chapter One: The Rise of the Tref Olor Fodri. Chapter One: The Beginning. He has killed the Emperor," said Whittlefig. "I'm your Emperor now," whispered Salzarian. Ah, <laughs> I'm your Emperor now," whispered Salzarian, turning into a shout by the end of the sentence. Oh, <laughs> I, all right, I see. Yes, um. I'm your emperor now, whispered Salzarian, turning into a shout by the end of the sentence in a thick Chinese accent. I don't oh, for... do any more of the accents. Okay, sorry. Salzarian addressed the men. I am Salzarian, son of Salzurian, sent from Saturn to strike you asunder. It seems important to mention at this point that Salzarian had a lisp. Oh, are you joking? We will need the lisp on this, though. I am Salzarian, son of Salzarian, sense and fashion to strike you thunder. Yeah, we've got that. Thank you. Whittlefig looked out over the horizon. He'd done it. The Trefalorodi Godrisons returned to Trefalorodi Godrison land. With them, they'd taken all of their allies. The Blodridinkus Flickbadites, the Mengromanic Fumblejumps, and the Spotnototrottoplatots. The Crednet Red Mededreds and the Vlopnodotpoplots, they were gone too. As were the Nefteref Blefnerefs, all gone. With the Trefalorodi Godrisons out of Trefalorodi Godrison land. And they never returned, are gone. Fuck! <laughs> So they just deliver it to your door? Yeah. In the tray and everything? Yes. And they want others to advertise it? Yeah. You know, apparently airplane food is the new fad. For who? 
I don't know. Ex-pilots, weirdos. What's the name of the company? Plain Foods. Well, it does what it says on the tray. Stop being negative, all right? Just stop. We finally got a really decent advert. You call this a decent advert? Let's just do it. Yes! (laughs) It's not even a proper script. uh, It's just the words, buy plain food, over and over again. You're such a sceptic, Matthew. Well, all right then. What are some of the meals you get? Sell it to me. Look, there's loads. There's tons. There's... The executive, the hostess, the Atlantic. There's tons. The economy. What's in the economy? That's the spirit. Let's find out. They've sent you samples. Yeah, these ones. Here, look. Okay. Hang on, let me just get the box. Uh, Right, okay, so that... I mean, that looks like... Well, that's brown and that's green. That's what? Toast? Or chicken? I, I honestly feel sick. Oh, you don't get it. Food's not your thing. This is awful. Just shut up. This isn't real. This this can't be real. Well, you fucking better hope it is, Matt, because I've invested a shit ton of money into this. What? Our money. What? Yeah, Why? No, well, I thought the lockdowns were going to go on for longer, okay? And the guy who pitched them to me kept saying, these plane meals are really going to take off and just laughing really aggressively. So I sort of just laughed with him and then I bought 16,000 units. Oh, for fuck's sake. 16,000 units? Yes. Yeah, so we have to sell them, all right, whether we like it or not. So just get line learning. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. It can't fail. Buy plain foods. Buy plain foods. Buy... Do it properly. Buy plain foods. So you're not worried, Mr Kell? Nope. Not in the slightest. It will be quite a change. Listen, I'm not going to lie. When the government decided to reintroduce wolves to Yorkshire, it put my back up a bit. A bit? You're a sheep farmer. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Well, these aren't foxes, Mr. Kelt. They're massive great beasts. I know what a wolf is, and I'm telling you, I ain't worried. Oh, because of your new insurance policy, by any chance? It's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> £1,000 for every sheep that's maimed? Oh, <laughs> you'll be sitting pretty. It's got nothing to do with it. And frankly, Nigel, I'm quite hurt that you think I'd be so callous with the lives of my sheep. Some of them I've cared for since they were lambs. Reared them. Raised them. They're like family to me. I thank you for a little respect. Sorry. Still, it must be nice to know there's money there if anything does happen. Well, I, I hadn't really thought about it. Of course. Uh, so, so tell me, uh, what are you doing now? Well, I'm wrapping the sheep in this little coat here. They, they can get awfully cold, you see. In July? Oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, it's an interesting make, isn't it, that coat? It is, I'll grant you. Uh, what's it made of? Bacon. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. A little unusual, perhaps, but the insulation factor of bacon is way up, way, way up there when compared to other fresh meats. I... I see. <laughs> and the bells? Ah, well, that's in case of a wolf, you see. If there's a wolf, the sheep will be all flustered, probably. Ah, I see. And ring the bell. And, sorry? Oh, they'll ring the bell. It's tried and tested, trust me. And you don't think that just, well, just for instance, say, having the bell would alert the wolves to the whereabouts of the sheep in the first place? Oh, no. No, 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 I doubt it, no. See, the wolves, they've never seen a sheep with a bell before, have they? If they've seen a bell at all, it'll be a human with a bell. So, if anything, they'll think that that sheep is a human. A human wrapped in bacon? A human wrapped in bacon, yes. And painted luminous, glow-in-the-dark green. You noticed that? Almost immediately, yes. See, now that, that is in case the wolves attack at night, you see? I do see, yes, and presumably so will the wolves. Yeah, but the paint is the first thing that the wolves will buy into. So if I see a sheep from my house that has a big bit of luminous paint missing, I'll think, ah, 
That'll be a wolf attack. And you what, just come out here and chase the wolves away? Well, not on my own, of course, no. So, presumably, you'll be getting some extra protection. Exactly. Something to scare the wolves away. Some dogs. Oh, I've gone one better. Oh, what's that? Wolves. Wolves? Wolves. There's nothing that would make me run faster in the opposite direction, I can tell you, than a scary wolf. But that won't work, will it? You'll be putting onto your farm a dangerous pack of wolves in order to ward off the ever-encroaching and constantly tempted dangerous pack of wolves. Well, exactly. They're highly territorial creatures. If those wild wolves come creeping over the hill to nab my sheep, they'll see my pack of wolves roaming around. Eating your sheep? Roaming around, and they'll be all... Oh, sorry, lads, didn't know this turf was taken. We'll be off. Or they'll pass right by your land because there won't be any sheep on it at all. Because they would have already been eaten by a pack of wolves you volunteered onto the farm. You don't have any faith in me, do you? No, I I do. You think that I'm heartless, that I put my sheep in harm's way just so I can take thousands of pounds compensation? I didn't mean that. It just seems unorthodox. You think I care so little for them that first chance I got I'd cash them in, don't you? No, not at all. Let them all be mauled to death just so I could enjoy an early retirement. First class ticket to Barbados at a four-star resort with drinks included and access to the sauna on Thursdays and Fridays. That's what you thought, didn't you? Didn't you? Uh, well, not, not specifically that, but... Well, let me tell you something, Mr Wilton. Us sheep farmers are a proud people. You best watch your tongue. Anyway, I shouldn't worry. Wolves can't be any worse than the bears. Bears? Yeah, Gordon Brown introduced them back in 08. Brown's Bears, the press dubbed them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, very good. Very droll. No, honest. Got a bit lost in the press because of the old banking crisis. But on the farm, we've been dealing with the fallout from old Gordon's Bears for a decade. But does the insurance company know about this? I don't know. No one's ever asked. Oh, Christ, here we go. Oh, oh God. Oh, what, what do we do? Quick, ring this bell. Right, OK. Oh, 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 no. Oh, God. Oh, it's following me. Just don't show them fear. I want to be on a plane. Well, here's a bit of plain food to make you feel like you are. Buy plain foods. Hi! Hello? Can you can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah, it's me. I'm back again <laughs> to read another book. Did you read the book this time? Y- y- yes, 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 yeah. And I, I, I loved it. I, ju- I just loved it. No, <laughs> I, I do have to say, I, I, I loved it. And I know people say that about books a lot, but wow, it was powerful. It was great, and it it made me laugh, it made me cry. It really connected with me. No, it inspired me. Well, whenever you're ready, then. Okay. A History of Paedophilia. Written by Jimmy Harris. Chapter One, Ancient Greece. Oh, no. Is the food plain? No. It's plain food. Buy plain foods. Hello. 
I'm Sir Henry Calcrate. And I'm Tom Barley. And together we are hosting Calcrate our and podcast. Parley. For Christ's sake. Welcome, listeners, to Calcrape and Barley, your favorite witty and relatable aristocratic podcast. Well, what have you been up to this week, Barley? What, sir? What? Don't call me sir. What have you been up to this week, Barley? Any uh, fun anecdotes to get us started? No. None? No, sir. No fun anecdotes? Nope. Not even the one that's written down in front of you? Sorry, sir. There. Right there. Oh, oh, uh, oh, yes. Uh, now that you mention it, something funny did happen to me last week, old boy. Ha Well, pray tell, Barley. I attended dinner at the Duke of Grafton's house and drank so much wine I punched a vicar. <laughs> oh, dear, Barley. Uh, uh, <laughs> Better be more careful next time, eh? <laughs> Port goes uh-huh. straight to your head. Yeah, but that was you, sir. Shut up. That was you. I had to come shut and pick up, you up. Just shut You're up, in court next No, week. it was you. Sorry. On today's episode, we'll be covering a topic that every decent aristocrat knows a thing or two about. Investment. The where and the how. Barley, if you came into a handsome sum of cash, where would you invest it? I'd fix my mother's roof and pay off her heating bill. <laughs> That's not going to get you a very good return, is it? Hey, Barley? Oh, no. It's a good thing I'm the one with the cash. Yes, sir. Don't call me sir. This podcast is all about fun. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yes. Now, it's fashionable these days, among the uh, middle classes, to invest in property. But one big drawback is, of course, it involves dealing with the public. And the house might be infested with damp, which means a section of the roof collapses during the coldest winter since 1963. Well, quite. Mould's not easy to treat for a 91-year-old woman. <laughs> yes, fine. Well, there you have it. From Calcrape and Barley, both... Investing in property is a no-no. Unless it's in the Cayman Islands. What's that, Barley? Well, un- un- unless it's in the Cayman Islands. You've you've invested a lot of money there, haven't you, sir? Shut up, Barley. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, that was in the, that was in the two thousands. The the noughties, wasn't it? it? It's Bermuda now, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, all right. Shut up. Barley. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. So, <laughs> back on track. If it's not. Property in Bali, then where would you invest? Oh, I'd probably wait, old boy. Wait? The early bird catches the interest rate. Yeah, but I'd... Yeah, but I'd wait for the sale of Sir's New Island in the Maldives to go through and funnel it all through there. <laughs> yes, um, uh, all right, Bally. And, and using a shell company in the United Kingdom and layering the finances... That's enough, Bali. ...through a series of international bank accounts using incremental payments... I'd get to keep all the money. Isn't that right, sir? Why, what absolute drivel, Barley. Drivel? Uh, well, of course it's drivel. You'd never catch me doing it like that, you fool. You'd reroute the money through trusted third parties with specialist interests and discreet back channels. That way, you avoid any interest from the authorities or paying any tax. Oh, oh, I see, sir. Honestly, Barley... You'd be hopeless without me, wouldn't you, and my connections? But of course, the main item of the game is secrecy. Oh, yes. Make sure that however you choose to evade tax and whatever politicians that help you with it, you keep it 
under wraps. Mum's the word. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on Cal Craven, Barney. So, be sure to tune in next week when we'll be discussing hiring the help. Mage. The bustier the better. Our new crash diet with plain foods. Buy plain foods. Oh, God. You. They sent you. Before you say anything, I've read the book this time. Really? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I love an autobiography. You read the whole thing? Cover to cover. And? It was like nothing I've ever read before. It was like the author had taken a look at his life, at the world today, and put it into terms that finally made sense. That sounds weird, I know. No. No, no, it doesn't. It really touched me. Actually touched me this time, for real. Wow. Wow, that, that's really, really lovely. Are you okay? <laughs> it's my life. You read my story. What? Seriously? This is your story? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. God, what an incredible journey. Oh, I know. I know. So inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. The challenges you've been through. Well, I suppose so. Things that would break other men. I don't know about that. To come through the other side. What a spirit. Well, you know, I, I just think sound technicians should get some credit for what they do. Hey, it's truly an incredible life. Right. Well, look, shall we start? You're, you're making me blush. Of course. Yeah. I won't let you down. <clears throat> Long Walk to Freedom. Huh? The Autobiography of Nelson Mandela. Hang on. Read by Samantha Smock. Part One. A Country Childhood. Stop. Apart from life, a strong constitution and an abiding connection to the Thembu Royal House. Are you alright? Just stop. What? Oh, sorry, did I mispronounce your name? Nelson? I am not Nelson Mandela! What do you mean? I'm not Nelson Mandela. It's not a pet name. Sorry? What do you mean, sorry? Oh, okay. I see. I think I see what's happening. What's happening here is that you're just getting it wrong every is time it... you come into this booth. Nelson, is no. it possible... Stop calling me Nelson. It sounds to me like Nelson might be having a little crisis of confidence. No, I'm not having a crisis. I'm Wait. perfectly happy. I'm a professional. I'm here for that. I come here every day. I work my socks off in this sound booth. And I'm... Le uh, do you know what? I'm leaving. I'm actually oh, done. No, 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 I'm done. No, please don't. No, I'm, oh, no, no, I'm, no, 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 no. no I'm did, sorry. Give me one more chance. Nelson, I've, you've please. Given, I've given you three Nelson, chances. Nelson. You know, people are just going to think that Nelson, I'm... Saying, honestly, no, I'm this no, is honestly, the only goodbye. story. Thank you. Honestly, thank you, the only thing I've ever connected with in my life. I didn't know really who I was until... Nelson? I don't need to explain it. Plain it. With plain food. Buy plain foods.
The pass of Crackerdoom. Pray God we have made it at last. I was worried we'd miss the start. Better late than never, Bob. Look at this. The greatest army ever assembled. 10,000 men strong. According to the program scroll, nothing can stand in our way. Well, look at that. These fools will never hold the pass of Crackerdoom against our might. We shall sweep them away like the tide over a beach. I have a feeling this is going to be the best battle ever. That's the spirit, brother. Uh, No, actually, that was the Wessex Gazette's war correspondent. The Heraldic Post only gave it two stars. For your sound of the attack, this is it, my friend, for death and glory. For the kingdom. For us all. Charge! We haven't moved very far, have we? A few feet, at least. Fear not, brother. More ground will be won this day. Keep moving, men! How far is it to the front, though? The front? Yeah, the front, where the fighting is. You know, the opposite of where we are now. A place we can actually be part of this battle. Uh, uh well, I think I can see the king on that rise over there. That tiny speck in the distance. Uh, uh, uh yes, that's him, uh, I think. He's got to be at least three miles away. Oh, come on. Let's just push through to get there. Our turn will come, brother. Not at this rate. I want the spores of war. I want to see the king up close. Come on, let's just push. Excuse me. Sorry, coming through. Sorry, excuse me. Room for a little one. No, I'm I'm not pushing. No, no, we have friends holding our place at the front. Would would you just move? No, I will not wait my turn. Get to the back, wanker. Ow! And how did that work out for you? Shut up. This is all your fault. My fault? Yes, your fault. You were the one that wanted to stop at the gift shop. Gift shop? It was an armory. I needed some new greaves. Greaves to fight our mighty enemy. Oh, would you just stop? Who comes to a battle and forgets their greaves? You just wanted to get an army shirt. Well, I I always get an army shirt. Every battle I go to. It's sort of a tradition. Well, it costs us half an hour. Waste of our time. Overpriced and they just sit in the back of your trunk and never get worn again. Look, just calm down. Why don't you go and grab yourself some mead from that bar over there? Are you joking? Look at the queue. No, we're here now. I'm not losing my place. Fine, then stop moaning and prepare for glory. Fine, I will. I need a piss. Oh, for God's sake. Why didn't you go back at the camp? Because I didn't need to go then. You'll just have to go where you stand. You what? I'm not doing that. We haven't moved an inch. I'll be scrunching in piss for the next half hour. Oh, for God's sake. Hold on. <sighs> Use this, brother. I'm not pissing into a sheepskin flask in the middle of a field full of people. It's a battlefield. Nobody cares. What do you think keeps flying over our heads? Well, I thought it was the blood of our enemies. Yeah, well, it's not. So just get on with it. Oh, no, this is all we need. Sod this. Where on earth are you going? Back to the tent. I forgot a waterproof. They kill deserters. Well, how on earth do they expect me to fight in this? It's awful. Anyway, I think we're losing. Isn't that the severed head of our king flying through the air? What? Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck it. I saw one of those waterproof poncho sellers a few miles back. Run! Jeff! Come in! You've just listened to Horrigan and Hal's Sketch Tonic. This was a Here First production. Written by and starring Liam Horrigan and Matthew Hal, With Georgia Bradley and Joe Hartland. Edited and produced by Craig Busek and Gareth Wood, with sound design by Gareth Wood. Subscribe on your favourite podcast platforms for your follow-up dosage. 
To find out more about Horrigan and Hell, go to horriganandhell.com or follow on Instagram and Twitter at Horrigan Howell. Buy plain foods. <laughs>